The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cyphora Film Podcast. I am Andy Walker and I have with me my son, Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello there. How are you? I'm raising. Huh? Hot. I'm raising. Hot? Hmm. Ah, been warmish. I'm warmish. Lots of things ish. Ish ish. Ish ish. Ish ish. Not hashish, ishish. <laughs> um, so anyway, yes. Uh, this week we are reviewing two short films and a long film, as is our want most of the time, and uh, stuff and things. Right, so let's start off as we mean to go on by reviewing a film. The first film is a short science fiction film called One Small Step. Uh, this is on dust, um, which means that the date isn't necessarily the date the film came out. Um, yeah. which is, but it says it's 2022, so we'll see. Um, that, that may or may not be correct. Uh, it was written and directed by Zachary Purcell. Uh, cinematography is David Wells. Uh, makeup and special effects by Brooke O. Wilson. Um, the cast was John Barajas, Michelle Smith, Dawn Dillard and Delee Dillard. The synopsis says, a father struggles to right a wrong committed several years before. If he fails, his family dies. Now, I know this is um, time travel as such yeah which i know is something you don't like but it's a different style of time travel yeah <laughs> so what did you think i'm gonna sound like a massive hypocrite now i i, I actually quite like this one yeah yeah i, I yeah. Oh, it's it's a very odd film, I would say, but I like the sort of premise behind it. I liked, well, I liked everything about it. Really, it was, it just, I don't know. It just sort of, it kept me hooked the whole time. I, I didn't think once about the fact that, well, yeah, it was a time travel film or anything like that. It, it didn't bug me at all. Yeah, it, 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 it didn't come up at all in my mind. No, no. I mean, it's, I think it's a very well-made film, well-acted. Um, as we always say, yeah, good look, the effects. I think the effects, the, the people when they were just stood completely still. Yeah. Incredible. I it mean, was. I don't know how they did that. 
whether it's just you know whether it's it's a, a, a CGI thing or if it's a green screen thing or if it's or if it's just people who are really good at being living statues. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it was really great. The thing about it that got me was, you know, we've said it before about the fact that we watch so many short films and they look like either the beginning or the end of another thing. I want to know more about the story. I want to know more about the backstory to it and, and then what happened afterwards as well. Yeah. This is kind of like a middle bit of a story. Yeah. Which is, is really quite frustrating in a way because you're kind of like, well, why are they doing this? Why is this happening? And then what happened afterwards when he goes and yeah it's, it's with this with the way it started it, it sort of drew me in and then when it, it obviously then jumps to sort of a bit later on and i sat there like i did, did the same thing i thought so what happened in between what yeah. was going on and and then like yeah like you said when at the end of it i sat there like so what happened yeah. and it this this it's been very it was very weird because obviously sat there afterwards i'm like that's a time travel film and i enjoyed it and I didn't want to pick fault in it. I didn't want to pick holes in it. I, and I'm like, it's very bizarre for me to feel that way with that film. Yeah, I, I think it's because it. the thing about it is, is it concentrates on why they are where they are and why it is that why they're they yeah, and what it is they're doing. And uh, so you don't get caught up in the in the kind of the yeah you know, the problems that it might bring up. Yeah, it was um, it was very sort of. It, there wasn't a lot of science behind it. But it was more sort of story based, ritual, what was going on and what they were saying, and yeah, made made me feel sort of sitting there like, so why, why the sort of why were they happen doing this deal? What was going on? And it it sort of hooked me with it. Yeah, I I, I was really hooked as well. I, I'd really kind of uh, as I say, I want to know more. I want to know what happened before and after and all that kind of thing. It's a really good film. It's a, it's. It works so well. Mm. Really good. Okay. Uh, so that was a good one. Yes, definitely. Uh, the second film is a short horror film called Mallet Street. Uh, this is one from Burnt Mill Road Films, uh, 2021. Uh, we've done a few of theirs before. I always quite like the look of their stuff. Uh, director Jacob Arbiter, uh, writer Ken Rudnick and the the director of photography was Stephen Ho. The cast is uh, Marley Uribe, Christopher Klein, uh, Frankie Kevich, and Jacob Arbiter. Uh, this synopsis says a young girl finds herself prey to a creature who's trapped her in his time loop. Mm. Now, this is an odd one because it's a it's, it's a very well-worn, well-used idea. Yes. But it's a very odd version, and it, it makes it... The oddness of it makes it seem, like, fresh and interesting and, and sort of like something different. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's a very... It's a very used idea to what was going on, but it's a very, very unique way of doing it, like a lot of the stuff that they do. Um. And just the whole way through it, I was, I was put, concentrating what was going on with her, but then I still, I, I was also concentrating on what was going on in the background. So there was a lot of it was changing and certain things were moving. Yeah, I, I liked that about it is the fact that it, it wasn't just what was on the camera and stuff behind things and going on and, and the different, the different when it goes back and sort of goes back the different reactions 
that she has, but also the friends have and how she feels. I feel the other well. thing. The other thing that got me about it was when it jumped back. It jumped back to before the film started, so it jumped back to the introduction part of the film. Yeah. So when it got to the end, I wasn't quite sure if it was finished or not. Yeah, I did the same thing. I sat there and quite, but is it? And then he come up with the credits. I was like, yeah. I, I genuinely actually felt disappointed. But I sort of come up with the credits. I was like, oh, what, 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 what? I wanted to know more. I wanted to sort of know what happened. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a it's it's a bit weird, but it's it's weird in a really good way. Yeah, I, I will say as well with a lot of a lot of their films that we've I've seen and we've watched their masks or their makeup or whatever yeah. they do for them are so unique oh, and so I, peculiar. I love that look. They've got that character, this creature look really. Yeah. Well. It's really good. But I, I like. I also like the. Um, the fact that it's done at night in a dark street, there's lots of like lights and stuff from from stuff around the street, but it, it's really clear picture, yeah. really well made. It's a good cinematography. Um, I really like that film. I think it's a really great film. I, I Burnt Mill Road has started to become another one where we we haven't. I don't think we've seen anything from them that's been really that's been bad. No, it's it's very bizarre. We've- like it's sort of there's a small group of ones that we've done a few reviews on that yeah. I'm I'm almost sort of hoping that they can they there is a film that they do and we can sit there and go actually that doesn't measure up to what their other bits are but so far they haven't and it's no it's true really good really good really like it okay so on to our long film uh, this is a 2019 horror film called gothic harvest now it's also known as vampires of new orleans yeah um and i think it may even have a third title i don't know there you go uh the director for this was ashley hamilton and this is his first and i think only direction the writer is uh chris cobin uh who also wrote or had to do the with the writings of uh, 2001 Maniacs in 2005, Hood of Horror in 2006, Driftwood in 2006, and 2001 Maniacs Field of Screams in 2010. The cast. So let's go first of all. Uh, Bill Mosley, who did TV shorts and video games things in the 80s, 90s, two, uh, 2000s, and 2010s. He was in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 in 1986, uh, Osa in 1986, The Blob in 1988, Fair Game 1988, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, Better Watch Out 1989, The First Power 1990, Crash of Bird 1990, Essence of Echoes, 2002, House of a Thousand Corpses, 2003, Vicious, 2003, The Devil's Rejects, 2005, Evil Bong, in 2006, Fallen Angels, 2006, uh, Three, 2006, the, the, A Dead Calling, in 2006, Grindhouse, 2007, Homesick, 2007, Halloween, 2007, Babysitter Wanted, 2008, Repo the Genetic Opera, in 2008, 
Alone in the Dark 2 in 2008, House 2008, The Devil's Tomb in 2009, <laughs> The Haunted World of El Superbisto in 2009, Blood Knight, The Legend of Mary Hatchet in 2009, Dead Air 2009, The Graves 2009, 2001 Maniacs Field of Screams in 2010, God Killer, Walk Amongst Us 2010, uh, The Tortured in 2010, uh, Exit Humanity 2011, Rogue River 2012, El Dorado 2012, The Devil's Carnival 2012, The Inflicted 2012, and Dead Souls 2012. Texas Chainsaw in 2013, The House of the Witch Doctor 2013, Disciples 2014, Charlie's Farm 2014, Old 37, which is also, also known as Ambulance 37, uh, in 2015, Almost Mercy in 2015, Night of the Living Dead Darkest Dawn in 2015, Smothered 2016, Alleluia the Devil's Carnival 2016, The Hold 2016, The Possession Experiment in 2016, Death House 2017, Boar 2017, Dark Roads 79 2017, Minutes to Midnight 2018, Cynthia 2018, The Church 2018, Crepitus in 2018, American Exorcist 2018, Devil's Junction Handy Dandy's Revenge 2019, Shed of the Dead 2019, Exorcism at 60,000 Feet 2019, To Your Last Death 2019, Big Top Evil 2019, Free from Hell in 2019, I Am Fear 2020, Prisoners of the Ghostland 2021, Sin Eater 2022, Dead by Midnight, Why to Kill 2022, Hayride to Hell 2022, Red Night of Skies 2022, and he has various other projects in the pipeline at the moment. <laughs> Done a few bits. Yeah, just a bit. Um, the next one is Lynn Shay who did TV stuff in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. Uh, she was in <clears throat> Alone in the Dark, 1982, Jekyll and Hyde Together Again, 1982, Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, Critters, 1986, Still Watch, 1987, My Demon Lover, 1987, The Hidden, 1987, The Running Man, 1987, Critters 2, The Main Course, 1988, Amityville, A New Generation in 1993, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, 1994, The Nature of the Beast, 1995, Contagion, 2002, Dead End, 2003, 20, uh, 2001 Maniacs in 2005, Hoboken Hollow, 2006, Hood of Horror, 2006, Driftwood, 2006, Killer Pad, 2008, Asylum, 2008, Dark Moon Rising, 2009, 2001 Maniacs Field of Screams, 2010, Insidious, 2010, Next Stop Murder, 2010, Chillerama, 2011, Rosewood Lane, 2011, uh, Big Ass Spider, 2013, Insidious Chapter 2, 2013, The Signal, 2014, Lost Time, 2014, Grace the Possession, 2014, uh, Ouija, Ouija, 2014, Insidious Chapter 3, 2015, 
Tales of Halloween 2015, Helen Keller versus Night Wolves in 2015, Jack Goes Home 2016, Abattoir 2016, and Midnight Man 2016, uh, Ouija Origin of Evil 2016, The Black Room 2017, Insidious The Last Key 2018, the Final Wish 2018, Bayou Tales 2019, Room for Rent 2019, Get Gone 2019, Ambition 2019, The Grudge 2020, The Voice, uh, The Voices 2000, uh, sorry, 2020, uh, Dreamcatcher 2020, Max Reload and the Nether Blasters 2020, <laughs> The Cold 2020, Carrion 2023, and Insidious 5 2023, which isn't out yet. No. He's done a few bits too. There, we got a few other people. Uh, Sophia Matson did some TVs in the 2010s. Uh, other than that, she was in Jurassic City in 2015 and uh, Adrenochrome in 2017. Uh, Ashton Lee, who did some TV and shorts in 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, and was in American Horror House in 2012. Ghost Experiment in 2014. Frankenstein versus the Mummy in 2015. Demonic 2015, Rekill 2015, Skookum, The Hunt for Bigfoot in 2016, Convergence in 2017, Camera Obscura 2017, Jake's Road 2017, uh, Hunting on Humanity, sorry, Hunting on Fraternity Row 2018, Devil's Doors 2018, Don't Look Back 2020, Incantation 2020. Two, and uh, she's also in Tambor's Land and Quail Hollow, which are both still in production. We have Mary Alice Reisner, who did some TVs and shorts in the two, 2010s. Uh, we've got Proof of the Devil 2 in 2015, Night of the Wild 2015, The Domestics 2018, and Haunting on Fraternity Row in 2018. Uh, Tanya Wavers did TV stuff in the tens and uh, 2010s, 2020s, and was in The Demonologist in 2019 and Ma in 2019. That's a good film, actually. I like that. Uh, Ashley Hamilton did TV in shorts in 2000, 2010s, was in Voodoo Lagoon in 20, 2006, and Iron Man 3 in 2013, which is a bit... You know. Uh, Johannes Miles, TV and shorts in 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, was in Devil's Jew in 2014, The Devil's Dolls in 2016, Demons 2017, Angels of Vengeance in 2018, and Demigod in 2021. Abby Gale uh, did some TV stuff in the 2010s. Uh, we got Proof of the Devil 2013. We'll track what I'm doing there. Uh, Haunting on Fraternity Road 2018, Eight Brains Love 2019, and Black as Night in 2021. Uh, Kiero Rizzo was in nothing other than this film. Ashton De Groot, who also goes by the name of Ashton McLearin, did some TV and shorts in 2010s, as was in Office Uprising in 2018. Uh, we're nearly there. 
Uh, Kyla Porsche uh, was in TVs and shorts in 2010s, 2020s. I was in Assimilate in 2019, Lucid in 2022, Renfield in 2023, which isn't out yet, but that looks fantastic because it's got Nicolas Cage as Renfield in it. Could be interesting. Yeah. Um, and we have uh, Thomas Francis Murphy, who did TV and shorts in 2010s, was in Red Clover in 2012, Ghost Shark in 2013, 13 Sins in 2014, Starve in 2014, uh, Demonic in 2015, Terminator Genesis in 2015, Selfless in 2015, Sisters of the Plague in 2015, Avatar 2016, Jeepers Creepers 3 in 2017, The Domestics 2018, Demonologist in 2019, Darlin in 2019, Reminiscence in 2021, The Visitor 2022, Mr. Harrigan's Phone in 2022, and is also in Quail Hollow, which is still in production. And there we are. That's the cast. The synopsis says, when a young woman disappears during Mardi Gras, her friends race to find her before she falls victim to a sadistic southern family plagued by a centuries-old voodoo curse. As you do. So, (laughs) why are you shaking your head? (laughs) I'm oh. sure you've got something to say about this then. <laughs> Not something that we can put on YouTube. What? Did you not like it? Personally, yep. the best part of it was the soundtrack. <laughs> okay. Um, Thought this might have been quite a good film because obviously Bill Bill being in it and Lynn being in it, I thought this might have a sort of might be a redeeming factor. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I, I I liked Lynn's part part in it. Bill, it's not his best work. I will say. I just it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. I've got to say, I've got to say, the opening scenes and the title bits, right, apart from the song, the opening scenes and the title bits, they reminded me of an episode of CSI. But then at the end of it, it seemed to move more into something that was being done by the guys who did the title sequence for American Horror Story. Yeah. <laughs> so, what what confused me with it is that at the beginning is that it doesn't actually give you a time. No, but then it says one year earlier. Yeah, and then says one year earlier. Yeah. It's like, earlier from what? Yeah, nothing's happened, and then it says one year earlier. If if they'd done that and then said a year later or present day, that would have been better, and it would have... I just, I don't know. There were certain parts of it... Okay, maybe I shouldn't have found funny, but I did. Well, I I could make my mind up if you were supposed to find bits funny or not. No. it was very odd. Like some of the shots they use, some of the, the sort of um, the random, the random still shots. Well, that yeah. were in it, it's like I didn't quite understand. It just, I don't know. It's I genuinely, 
I genuinely thought this would be quite a good film. Yeah, no, I'm and I'm. I hate to say it, I don't like to put films down, and I, but I'm genuinely disappointed with it. Yeah, I mean, Bill mostly as the cop is more than just a bit odd. He yeah, is, he's decidedly strange all the way through it. Yeah, and just, it's almost like he's been he he's come up like come out of a different film because he doesn't yeah, it's, just fit in with what's going on. No, it's that I yeah. I was watching him and he he actually seemed more like he fit he would have been sort of the as the character of being in like um, House of a Thousand Corpses or like Free from Hell, sort of, that sort of style of it, yeah. the way he was acting, but it yeah it just didn't make any sense. And I think I, the, I, the only part of it I liked to be was late, sort of later on when they're in the him and one of the girls are in the car and he's doing the, some of the chat up lines. You're the chatter up, it yeah, it's hilarious, brilliant. But the, the family, the whole family dinner thing at the beginning is weird. It's just weird. The problem I have is when I see family groups like they are around the table there, or like they are in the whole thing my mind goes in one of two directions. It either goes Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Which really, this film is nothing like. Or Hard Rock Zombies. And they are much more towards Hard Rock Zombies <laughs> than they are Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. <laughs> it, and the thing you got me is that the girl that goes into a dinner with them doesn't seem to be bothered by what's going on at all. No. To be honest, none of them seem to be bothered by what's going on at all. They seem to have no real reaction, even when they've been kidnapped and, and she's tied to a bed and, and she's hooked up to all these pipes there. Yeah. You just Her reaction is very much sort of like, oh, what have you done this for? You know, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's. It just seems weird. And it's a weird film that just seems to get weirder as it goes on. I just, it started, I saw, I, I was trying to give it a little bit of, um, I don't know, a little bit of leeway. And then when Lynn, Lynn's character comes talking to the girl that gets kidnapped. Yeah. And then she starts monologuing what it, I, and explaining the whole curse thing. I was like, what the, why? Yeah, why? Oh, and, and the flashback things. Yeah. When they showed the flashbacks while she was doing the monologue, didn't seem to fit at all with what was going on. The only thing, reason I can see that whole section being in there, apart from to explain what the curse was, yeah, really they could have done a hell of a lot easier and better. But the whole thing, that whole section is just there for pagging. I think yeah. if you took that out, it would be just under an hour. But, you know, it's just, I don't see the point of it. No, um, I the thing is that whole way through it as well that there's another pit where the the bit at the end when the su supposed dad of the baby yeah. turns up and he start again he starts monologuing and starts ranting and stuff and I sat and I was just like if you did a do it just hurry up yeah and then I'm like obviously when he turns around and like gets shut and I'm like that wasn't obvious at all like you stood there for twenty minutes. Yeah, randomly just talking absolute nonsense. Of course, he's given people time to get there. I mean, and it was, it was just there was so much of it that didn't really 
it felt almost like they they had a they had a few odds and ends of ideas that they kind of put together. I quite like the idea of the family curse and and the family needing to do something to to kind of yeah you know to to do that. I quite like that idea and the the sort of story behind that. But on the whole, the whole film just seemed a bit like it was made up of bits and pieces of things, none yeah. of which kind of worked together. I, I looked at this as well as so the fact I was sitting there thinking of the, the other title that it's got to the vampires of New Orleans. They're not vampires for a start. No. It's just they curse they've got to do what they've got to do. None of them actually drink for blood. It's just basically a blood transfusion they're doing these people. Yeah. And it's just like okay, and I just again I'm saying the only redeeming factor for me was a couple of the couple of the pickup lights. I thought hilarious yeah especially coming from like bill mosley it just made it so much better and the music the soundtrack to it was yeah it, it it's the most odd film because it, it it has no it has nothing driving it along it's just these set pieces of strangeness that are kind of kind of connected, but even then it's only a very flimsy connection and lots of padding. And it just didn't yeah. seem, it, it was I don't know, it's a weird oh, yeah, film. Considering the people it's got in it and considering yeah. when it came in their careers. This is the thing, it's like if this was like if this film had come sort of the beginning or even sort of near sort of the middle of their careers, I would sort of go, oh, okay. But this is like Quite a long way into their careers with a lot of like, yeah, for the two I mean, main ones anyway. Yeah. And it's just like really? I mean, you've got to look at the fact that I mean, by this time, I mean, Lynn Shay had already done uh the the most of the Insidious films. Yeah. In fact, this was the year after the Insidious The Last Key. This was the same year that Bill Mosley did three from hell. And it just doesn't make sense because it's, I don't know, weird. It's, it, it does make me wonder about what some of the other films they've been in are like. Are the, are the ones we've seen are the big name ones like Insidious and the, the, the uh, and Three from Hell and Devil's Rejects, that sort of thing. Are they the good ones and the rest of them are not? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's, maybe that's the problem. We, haven't, we need to go back, we need to go and watch all the other ones. And then sit yeah. there and go, oh, okay, so it's only a select few they're any good at. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's, it's weird. And I, but I, I, the interesting thing about it is that I, I wouldn't say it's a bad film. No. It's just not very good. And yeah, it's, so it's, it's a very good idea. And it's like I said, I, I, I like the idea of the family curse and that sort of thing behind it, but it, I don't know, it just, they didn't pull it off for me. The other thing is that I don't feel, you know, there are certain films you, that you kind of, like, you get to the end of them and you think, well, there's two hours, I'm never going to get back. But I didn't feel that with this. I kind of just thought, oh, okay, that weren't great. Yeah. It, it, I don't think it affected me enough to make me even dislike it or or feel that I wasted my time watching it. 
yeah, it does, I did the same thing. I sat at the end and was like, oh, okay then. Yeah. It, 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 I didn't sort of sit there and go, well, that was a waste of time or like, oh, great. It was like, amazing. I just sat there and was like, wait, so what's next? Yeah, it's it's okay in a weird sort of like disconnected, don't quite, quite understand what the point of it was, way. Yeah. But uh, it did, uh, as I say, it, it, I, I couldn't help after, after especially after Lin Chase in, in the wheelchair, I couldn't get off, I couldn't get, get the, the visions of hard rock zombies out of my head because it just, thanks. but there you go. Okay, so. Um, there we are. Those are those are the three films. Um, if you want to go, the, the links will be put up as always. If you want to go and have a look at them, and you want to make comment on what we've said or say that you think we're wrong in what we've said, then please feel free to do so. Uh, we would be interested to see what you think of the films that we have watched, and whether you think that uh, we're talking through an orifice in our body, not normally connected with uh, verbal communication. Um. Thank you, Scott, for uh, taking the time to watch the three films and comment about them. Okay, I'm, I'm glad I watched the first two. Well, I'm kind of glad I watched all three of them because at least I know what they're like now. <laughs> it's an experience. Watching a film is an experience. Depending on, it doesn't matter whether it's good, bad or indifferent. Yeah. It's, it's always an experience. Some experiences you wish to repeat other ones you may not <laughs> um there you go right uh thank you very much and all that kind of thing uh thank you to everybody and anybody who has listened and watched listened and watched uh we will be back next week with uh, more of the same uh two shorts and a long again um it's gonna be interesting actually because next week's long film is one of my favorites and it depends whether or not i'm like interested to see what you think of it one of your favorites okay, mm. okay. so until next week uh good people and bad people and indifferent people and anybody out there who has ever um breathed Take care of yourselves and each other and make sure when it comes down to it in the end. Goodbye. Bye. The Sci Fora Film Podcast. Sci-Fora Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.